When injury takes you out of the game, it's time for your team to step up. At Alina Health Orthopedics, you'll get expert care backed by a whole health system of providers. With convenient locations, virtual options, and an app that gives you 24-7 access to your records, test results, and care team, you're always close to the care you need. Schedule now at alinahealth.org ortho. I'm Fred Emmings, and you're listening to The Sound of the Loons. D. St. Aubin with Minnesota United, and I am extremely lucky, privileged, and honored to be joined with an amazing group of ladies to celebrate and talk about and discuss International Women's Day 2021. Um, the official day is March 8th, and that's when you will see this roundtable posted on all the Minnesota United channels. Um, we are recording it a little bit early just to make sure we could get everybody's schedule in, but I just wanted to say I hope you guys enjoy this discussion, this you know, this thoughtful conversation about sort of the celebration of women in the world and in the places we've all come from and where we are today and what we kind of see for the next generation. So I'm going to start off by just going around the horn. and I'm going to let all of you sort of introduce yourself and kind of, you know, your your role with the club, with the team, with the league, whatever it might be. And uh, let's go ahead and start with you, Tori Penzo. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Tori Penzo. I'm with Professional uh, referee organization. I am a professional referee in MLS. I had my first debut season in 2020, being the first female in 20 years to do so, uh, one of which was in the beautiful stadium of Minnesota United um, without the fans, but hopefully I'll get there again uh, with some fans in the seats in the future. Um, I'm also the managing director of NYSOA, so have a bit of a leadership role in the soccer community as well. Um, and we are the governing body of collegiate officials. We have about 5,000 across the U.S. Uh, and our job is to really educate, train, and inspire collegiate officials to be prepared for the next match. So uh, great to have a leadership role and a female in that position as well. But super excited to be here today and for this conversation. Thank you, Tori. And Tanya, how about you go next? Hi, my name is Tanya. I have recently been elected to the True North Elite Board. Um, True North Elite is one of the supporters groups of the Wonder Wall. And Erica, how about you? I'm Erica Binger, founder of V3 Sports. Working with Minnesota United, I have had the invaluable opportunity to get to know soccer and its impact on the community here in the Twin Cities. And Sam, you're up next. Absolutely. Hi, Kendra. Thanks for having us here today to talk about this. Um, my name is Sam Silberg, and I am the current president of the Dark Clouds, which is the oldest and largest supporters group for Minnesota United and part of the Wonder Wall. Awesome. Well, like I said, an amazing group of women. And um, if you're wondering kind of how this roundtable is going to go, we're planning on it sort of being an open discussion, a conversation, and just sort of, um, you know, chiming in with some of our experiences and maybe what we feel like, um, you know, we can talk about that we've thrived on or that we've learned from or that we hope for the next generations. And I know I said to all of you ladies in an email as we were kind of prepping for this, that the 2021 theme for the International Women's Day is choose to challenge. And I kind of felt like that could mean a lot of different things. Is it challenging yourself? Is it challenging others? Challenging the society? Challenging the community? What does that mean 
to you and, and how do you interpret that? Um, anybody want to chime in or Tori, how about you go first? Sure. I think that's a heavy one, right? Like you said, I think it's, it's certainly layered, right? Um, it's interesting because every year I, I put some goals together, personal goals that I want to achieve. Um, and I always have a theme associated with, with those goals. And it started with the game is changing. And this past year it was, I'm changing the game. Um, and it was, how can I help elevate um, the women in the league and across leagues um, to have a better portfolio and help them get the exposure that they need, help them get the mentorship that they need um, to hopefully climb on my shoulders and beyond what I've been able to achieve. Um, and so it's more about how we're kind of changing the game now a little bit, both on and off the pitch. Um, and so I see it kind of like that, that we're challenging the status quo um, you haven't seen females blow the whistle in MLS in 20-some years, and my hope is that this certainly isn't the last. Um, I know I hopefully am part of the senior group in the near future, um, and you'll see me hopefully every weekend on, on the, in the league, and hopefully there'll be others that will come as well. So uh, that's kind of what it means to me. It's very, um, I think, in line with, with my personal goals as well as what I'm trying to achieve. Does anybody else sort of see that same sort of mindset as far as how you view, view the challenge and to change and to challenge and, and how that kind of, you know, goes into your own aspect, Erica? Yeah, I, I would build upon that too. Um, challenging as a coach, I challenge my athletes to meet the highest expectations possible, not expectations that society places on them necessarily, but the ones that they want to achieve. Because I do believe if you, if you have high expectations, you are going to land a lot higher. And so challenge yourself to do the best you possibly can and even beyond what you think is imaginable. And so to me, that means challenging our community as well to step up and to be better and to embrace um, what is in front of us in this well, moment. <laughs> well, and I do think that's so important because especially at this time, right? I mean, we've learned how we have to embrace a lot of different things and challenge ourselves on a lot of different aspects in society and as a world in general right now with um, everything that's been going on, not just with the pandemic, but social unrest and everything else that especially Minnesota has had to endure, you know, right here in our own backyard. And Sam, what about you? I know we, you know, I heard Tori say, talk about building others up in your industry, in your community, you know, putting people on your shoulders and then trying to kind of almost catapult them going forward. And I, I talk about that a lot when I speak to women, girls, you know, our own Minnesota United ladies at work, just talking about celebrating and building each other up and how important that is, especially the way society is today. Absolutely, Kendra. And I think as um, as someone in supporters culture, it's it's a very male dominated space um, a lot of the time. And so, being a woman um, who is I'm the first female president of the Dark Clouds, and uh, I came into that position knowing that it was about like like Troy was saying, it was about changing the status quo. And so, one of the things that I really concentrated on is really building up the women that we have in leadership in dark clouds, you know, not just on our board, but just working in our committees and, uh, you know, running these volunteer uh, efforts that we have in our community and just making sure that we have women who are really taking the lead. Um, so that's definitely been a part of what I've been thinking about the last two years um, as I've been in this position and just wanting to make sure that uh, supporters culture is really a, a place for people of all genders, uh, <laughs> making sure that um, women definitely have a strong place there and um, seeing myself kind of as a leader in that aspect has been both really humbling 
uh, but also um, really energizing to me. Well, and Tanya, with True North Elite, I'm sure you kind of, you know, experienced a similar type of atmosphere as far as being a little bit more male dominated. But what interested you about True North Elite and how do you sort of view your role then within that organization to sort of, you know, not not make yourself heard? Because we don't want to make it sound like we can't we can't be heard and we don't have a voice out there. But, you know, you even read a lot of things or you hear different women talk about having a seat at the table and not being afraid to make your your voice heard. So how do you feel your role with True North Elite? So last year, we actually only had one female on the True North Elite board. It had been more in the past, but just not a lot of women were stepping up to the role to take on that challenge. So that is like one of the reasons that drew me to the True North Elite board is because I wanted to see the women in those roles and I wanted to see women being represented. And actually, this year we went from one to three. So we did make quite a big improvement there. So I do think that just being present at the table and getting a chance to add my voice is a big step this year. I think that we we maybe underestimate that, right? Just literally having a seat at the table and having a voice. We may think people, you know, I think a lot of times, we, you know, I know what happens to me. I assume that uh, my husband knows what I'm thinking and feeling all the time, but that isn't necessarily the way it works, right? So it's important that we make sure that everyone understands that you have a different point of view. And I think in any job, career, life, role and whatever it is that I think just different viewpoints, whether it's gender or cultures or race, whatever it might be, is important. And when you can collaborate with different mindsets, you just come from different points of view, it will always ultimately in the end be better. And I just wonder, is there any any in particular moment in your career, in your life that you can maybe point to and say, you know, this inspired me, or this is what got me to think this way. This is what got me to want to be this type of a person to go forward and sort of be a role model for others, or, um, you know, not be afraid to be the only woman in your specific role or your, you know, specific capacity. Yeah. I mean, I'll jump in here. Um, you know, in your note to us, you had said like positive or negative, and I hate to go in the negative place ever, but um, sometimes that criticism um, elevates us, and um, I know my critics are my my best motivation sometimes, uh, and I remember kind of coming up through the ranks being told that you can't have a family and be a professional soccer official. They just, they weren't compatible, and there was just too much demand on that side, uh, on both sides, to be able to do both, and that was from someone I trusted and someone that I found as a mentor personally. And it kind of made me sit back and reflect because I I wanted a family and I wanted to still be able to do this. And I wanted to prove that that was possible. And I said, you know what? It's got to be possible. We've got to figure out a way to make this work. And uh, my husband is a full-time official as well in the MLS. And we have three beautiful young girls, uh, age six, four, and two. Um, and I'm proud to be a mom and be a professional athlete and be able to juggle both of those um, with my husband spending 250 plus days away from the house on a non-COVID year. Um, and we've juggled that successfully and we've been able to do it. And uh, I'm super thrilled to be able to have my cake and eat it too and show others that that's possible. But I would say hearing that really early on um, and being able to isolate that criticism 
self-reflect on it and then say, I think I can make this happen and striving forward. Um, and knowing that in the back of my head, that voice was always there going, told you you couldn't do it. And I was like, yes, I can. I'm going to figure this out, you know? Uh, and we've done it and, you know, knock on some wood. We still have a long way to go. I know they're nowhere near in their teen years, but um, hopefully this can continue. So that was a bit of motivation that I had early on. Anybody else? I can I can add a little bit. Um, I used to be an athletic director at a boys and girls club, and I was the only female athletic director. And it became so apparent that being a role model in the athletic field for girls was so critically important because prior to me being there, all they did was sit on the bench and cheer the boys on. And I think it really took a female to be able to stand next to them and say, come out onto the basketball court with me, come out onto the volleyball court, you know, let, let's kick a soccer ball around and actually engage and, and show them a, an avenue for them to be successful and to have fun. You know, that it wasn't, they weren't alone in wanting to step out. They had somebody who could understand the barriers and what they were facing. So I think really um, being able to be a role model that walks it out too. Anyone else? Yeah, I can go next. Um, so outside of my role of president, I do a lot uh, with Star Clubs on the Wonderwall. And one of the things that I do is I'm a, a capo, which is the name that we call the people who lead the chance. Uh, and I remember several years ago, actually before, right when the team was moving to MLS, um, I remember asking my friend who was uh, in charge of, of you know, the game day atmosphere and the capos and the drums. And I, I remember asking him, like, why don't we have any women capos right now? We have in the past, but there weren't any. And we were going into MLS. And I was like, I really think there should be some women on the capo stand. And he said, Sam, you just volunteered yourself. <laughs> and I, you know, and I'm a performer. I'm pretty comfortable in front of a crowd. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. And it was something that I had, like, I never considered doing prior to that, I just knew it was, you know, this is, this is something we're missing. Um, and I'll say like, it's not a, it's a pretty thankless job. It's not easy. Uh, you don't get to watch the game because you're facing the crowd the whole time. Uh, <laughs> and it's a lot of work. Um, I always joke about how you have to get capital fit um, <laughs> to yell and bounce around for at least 45 minutes. Uh, but every time that I kind of get a little, down on you know doing it I'm like oh I don't want to do this anymore inevitably someone will come to me and say you were my favorite right capo daughter loves watching you and that just like gives me that re-energization <laughs> that's not a word it, it gives me the energy to keep going that's definitely it for me well, there's two things there. First of all, at least that giant jumbotron screen at that end of Allianz Field. Now, hopefully when your back is to the game, you can at least see the, what's going on with the jumbotron. Yes. Um, with <laughs> whatever, re, you know, whatever replays and live action are allowed on, on that screen when, when fans can return to stands. Mm -hmm. um, and second of all, I just think that is like the coolest thing when, um, and not that any of us do what we do to be recognized for anything, right? It's just that when, when you, somebody else, when you see it, you can be it, you know? And I think that is so true for younger generations in whatever aspect of your life, your job, your career, your role, 
you know, whatever it might be. Um, and I think that's a really cool aspect when someone else comes up to you and says, Hey, that's pretty sweet. Like you're my daughter's favorite or you're my son's Mm -hmm. favorite or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, that is really cool to be sort of recognized for the hard work and energy that you put in. Tanya, how about you? I was just thinking like base level, even in the scheme of just being a soccer fan, I have had numerous situations where I tell someone like, oh yeah, I'm a really big like Minnesota United fan. And they kind of just don't really get the picture of actually being a part of the Minnesota United like culture and the supporter section and just things like that. So they don't see it as a really being what I would say a true fan. And they think that you just kind of go there and you watch the game, but you don't know what's going on because you're a female. So how could you understand what's actually happening? I've had that conversation like three or four times when I say like, oh yeah, I really like Minnesota United. And it always comes down to that. I actually like understand the sport more than the person that I'm talking to. And I'm more ingrained in the culture than they are, which it's not like a who's better like kind of situation. But I just think it's so funny that at the beginning, they're like, oh, you can't possibly do that. But then as we like really start to talk about it, I have a lot of knowledge in that area. But I just think just even on the base level of women in soccer, there's times where that's just contradicted. Is there anybody in any of your lives, whether it's your personal, like, you know, a a relative or a mom or someone, or even just like someone that you have gotten inspiration from growing up or where did it come from that maybe you were like, you know, for me growing up, for example, I have, you know, my mom and dad and I have one brother who's three years older than me. And like, I just did everything that they did. My dad never thought anything different of it. You know, they were out playing hot box. I was playing hot box. They were out playing lightning in the, in the, you know, in the driveway and they would go, Oh, you can go up a few steps. And I was like, no, I'm shooting from back here. Like I'm shooting from where you're shooting from. You know, I had, I was very fortunate that my, my dad, my brother, my uncles, my, you know, cousins, my grandparents, everybody was always like, you can do what everyone else is doing. There's no, like, you can't do this. You can't do that. Or this is only for the boys or anything like that was. So it just kind of carried me through the rest of life. I never thought any differently in any aspect of, of my career, um, as I've gone along. So is there anybody for you, for you ladies like that, where it's been like, you know, this is just the way it is. And I don't, I don't know any different. I'll start. I I would say that my my experience was quite similar to yours. Um, I I didn't really feel that being a female was a barrier growing up and even into college. And then once I started like more living on my own and then being in a career, I started to get roadblocks or, you know, questions about how capable you were in the role that you had chosen to work in. Um, but I, I still firmly believe that, you know, that the upbringing and the expectation that if you want to do something, set your mind to it and figure out how to get it done has really helped me a lot and, and put me in the position now to pass that on to others, regardless of, you know, where you start in life and what your gender is. 
Well, I think that's a great example, Erica, because, you know, I'm talking about my family, you're talking about your family, but yeah, once you're out in the rest of the world, not everyone feels that same way. So can you give us an example of one of those roadblocks or how you overcame it or how someone questioned why you were where you were, what you were doing? Well, I think, um, you know, being the, the only female athletic director in a male dominated profession you know, just even your ability to carry the equipment was questioned. I, I mean, that is something as simple as that. Like, I can't possibly carry a bag worth of bats and softball helmets, you know? And so I, I, I carried all six of them, you know, because I have to <laughs> prove that, yes, I can. And, and, and so, I mean, that's a really small one, but, you know, there's, there were things that were that obvious, but then also really passive as well. That's like a metaphor though, right? That's like, it, that's like for everything, the, the carrying of the bags, it's like a metaphor for something else on so many, on so many different levels. And that just, that makes me laugh and smile all at the same time. <laughs> Anybody else have uh, an example? I think I can relate like growing up, I... I had older siblings. I was the youngest. So all of them kind of like paved the way. My sister played sports her entire life. So I did too. Um, I think when I first like really knew the difference was in college, I coached the men's lacrosse team. And every once in a while, they would need um, me to step in and play. So I first would play goalie and I, I really liked that a lot more, but everyone would eventually notice because, you know, you're wearing all the pads and the helmet and everything. So at first, people wouldn't notice. And as the game went on, you would hear them like, oh, my gosh, the girl's a goalie. The girl's the goalie. The goalie's a girl. The goalie's a girl. And that's like all you would hear like the rest of the time. And I remember one game, I actually ended up playing midfield. and. For me, it was probably like the worst time of my life because I would just get the ball and they would just let me run with the ball all the way down the field because they didn't want to hit me or like push me because I was a girl. So in that moment, I think it really made me want to prove like I can play too. So I was out there like trying to hit them so they would hit me back and like try to invoke them to like want to play the game. And I always think of that that moment when it first kind of like clicked in my head like I think it just shows like if you can be tough then they can they can treat you the same kind of way. Anya I'll, I'll tap into that as well I think the best compliment is when they don't know that you're a female right um, I think you know when I'm on the pitch and I get called sir I find it actually quite a compliment you know um, where they think, oh, it's so offensive. And I'm like, no, you actually didn't recognize that I was a female. It didn't even occur to you. You just treated me like anyone else. And uh, sometimes that's the best compliment you can get out there, you know? Um, so your story just kind of reminded me of, of that feeling on the pitch for me. How about you, Sam? Do you have an example or a moment or upbringing or whatever it might be? Yeah, I think, so I think about this in terms of supporters culture. And I think I'm very lucky that there were a lot of, um, or I should say a lot. There were there were several really amazing women who came before me um, in dark cloud leadership, and really paved the way. And it it always made me feel like I could do this. It never seemed 
even though I'm the first woman president, it never seemed out of the question because there had been so many women doing the work and really being leaders in this group for as long as it has existed. Uh, so I felt really lucky in that way. I mean, and it was something that I hadn't ever really reflected on until I started uh, working with the Independent Supporters Council, which is the uh, supporters across North America. It's, it's our uh, our group where we uh, get together and share best practices and hearing from other women in other supporters groups who didn't weren't that lucky, who maybe were the first women, woman and dealing with, you know, being in a room full of men and not, you know, and not being heard or not being respected and having to deal with some of those issues, I realized that I think, um, yeah, it's just the dark clouds are a great place to be. <laughs> um, and it's, it's not everyone has that experience. So, um, so yeah, luckily for me, I, I really can't speak to anything um, that's been a huge issue with regards to my gender uh, in this role, but I definitely recognize that I'm, I am the exception to the role. Tori, why do you think, you know, speaking of talking about women that have gone before us in certain roles, or even if it doesn't match exactly your current career, but just other women who have done amazing things along the way ahead of us, um, you know, I think of even like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, my daughter has like a sweatshirt that has her on the front. And, um, you know, when she passed away, she wanted to come home from school and draw a little picture of her. And, you know, just these people that you can learn from in, in different roles. And I have a lot of broadcast, female broadcasters that have just absolutely crushed it. And I respect and admire. And we all talk about, I, I shouldn't say we all, because I don't want to speak for you. But a lot of times it's like, well, the, the best day will be when it's not a story anymore, right? When you have women in certain roles. We, we appreciate being celebrated and we understand that. But ultimately, like, if you're the best person for the job, that's you know, that's all that matters. But Tori, why do you think it was 20 years since there was a center official that was a female? Why in the year 2000 and then not again until 2020? Why, why was that lag and that gap, especially considering all the strides that we've constantly been trying to make about kind of gender equality? Sure. I mean, you'd have to ask the people in charge, right? I don't make those decisions. Um, but what I will say is, is, kind of on the front half of, of what you're speaking about, some of those icons and mentors and people that you know, I've looked up to. There were three icons that came before me in the league. Uh, that was Sandy, Hunt, Nancy Ray, and Carrie Sites. And they were all part um, officiating in the middle um, in the league's early years, you know, in 1998 to 2000. Um, and they certainly laid the foundation and they're women that I've had the privilege to connect with and learn from. And they've certainly been mentors um, I had the privilege to be mentored by uh, Nancy Lay in my early years when I was just a grade eight. And similar to what Erica was kind of alluding to earlier is, you know, female mentors have this positive influence that maybe our male counterparts just can't have, right? Like she gave me feedback that maybe my male counterparts didn't know how to give me or weren't comfortable giving me. For example, she told me uh, I ran like a girl. And I was like, well, Nancy... <laughs> I am a girl, you know, uh, but when she started to show me videotapes, I was like, oh, wow, I run like a girl. Like, I didn't look like an athlete. When I played, I looked like an athlete, but, you know, when I refereed, I, I ran like a girl because I wasn't chasing the ball or chasing a, a you know, a, a, a teammate. So I just kind of had this like lollygag look about me, um, but I didn't have anyone give me that feedback before. I needed her to come in and have the courage to say, girl, you look like a girl, you know? <laughs> And sometimes we need our female counterparts to be able to say that kind of feedback to us, right? So it's so important to have female mentors for those reasons, right? 
Um, and I was lucky to have them um, as people to look up to. And then somebody else, Carrie Sykes, who now works at FIFA, um, she's probably the best female referee we've ever had in the U.S., arguably probably across the globe. And she also worked in the agency life like I did prior to this. And so I have looked up to her on and off the pitch. Um, I have no doubt that she had to overcome some tremendous hurdles in her time. And she did it with such polish. Um, and I just always looked up to her as someone that I wanted to emulate. And I still do as someone I, I certainly look up to. And I think we all need those um, in our careers um, to show us that it is possible to do this with grace, despite whatever challenges we may be faced um, or whatever things and obstacles that might be put in our place. We can still do this with a smile on our face and love what we do. Um, and uh, she's certainly someone that I've looked up to for a while. Well, Eric, you hit on, you know, being a female athletic director at a boys and girls club. And you talked about the, the girls sort of sitting on the sideline, maybe prior to you arriving and just getting them involved and active. But what about, did you notice any different change in um, the young girls' personalities, just seeing you as a leader and sort of taking control and, and command, not in a, in a, in a positive way that you were there as this, you know, sort of, um, leader figure that, you know, something that they can aspire to be like, you could, you don't have to just sit on the sidelines. So it's not just about being active, but I talk again about if you see it, you can be it. And I'm, you know, girls on the run, there's all these great organizations in the twin cities that are about mentoring. And just, if you see it, you can be it in that whole concept. Um, did, did you notice a change in their behavior? Just having you there as a, as a female leader, aside from just getting, you know, coming and being active? That's a really good question because I, I really don't know what they were like without me um, there. But I, I would say that I noticed a change um, in the boys' behavior because they started to support the girls in their athletic endeavors and um, would scrimmage against them, you know, play against them sometimes. Um, and I think with the girls... It, it, there was a lot of skepticism to start with because who who's this white woman coming in here and thinking she can get us to play sports? You know, so there was a lot of pushback from the girls and from the boys because here's this woman in a male-dominated place that why do we have to listen to her? Um, but it, But I think it was great because it was real and you didn't have to guess what your challenges were. They were straight in your face and, you know, through consistency and um, expectations, I, I guess the behaviors did start to change and, and um, they wanted to have equal gym time. They wanted to have good coaches. They wanted to play against tough competition and uh, encourage the younger girls too to get involved in something. And, and that was the other thing too, that we, we were real deliberate about too, is you don't have to be an athlete. You can be so many different things in this athletic field. You know, like you see right here, five different examples and there's numerous other ones. So just even having that exposure to, like you said, Kendra, if you can see it, you can be it. And so really, having conversations about so many different career avenues to go into just in the sports field was great for them. I think that's a really good, um, important point that you bring up is just seeing the change in the boys' behavior 
And I think that's something, you know, um, I've definitely experienced in my career is just the, the change in how sometimes the male counterparts in your same industry, in your same job, in your same role, they're reaction to you changes or the way they treat you changes as time goes along. And they may be a little skeptical of you when you first walk in the door and maybe you have to work a little harder to prove yourself on occasion. But ultimately, you know, you are the same as them. You're qualified. You deserve to be there. You deserve to be in that position. You've earned the right to be there. And I think, you know, sometimes it does take the the change in the opposite gender to really spark that inclusion and that respect factor. What about the younger generations as we're all talking about? If you see it, you can be it. And Erica, great point. It's any industry. I mean, we see it now, right? With engineers, with mathematicians, with scientists, all these used to be male dominated sort of industries and and aspects of careers that are really pushing and trying to tell everyone that you can be whatever you would like to be. What would your message be to that next generation of something that you have learned along the way, if you had to impart one, you know, bit of wisdom, what, what would it be if you were sitting down and talking to the next, next generation of young ladies out there? Sam, you want to go first? Oh, this is such a good question. <laughs> um, I guess the biggest thing that I've learned is to trust myself. And that's what I would tell them is to trust what your heart and soul is telling you, trust what your brain is telling you. There are are going to be so many messages that are coming at you from other people and what they think you should be and what they think you should do. But if you really believe that this is where you belong, it's where you belong. So, yeah, I guess that would be the thing that I would tell them first of all, is to trust trust themselves. Great piece of advice. Who wants to go next? Kind of going off of that, like not only trust yourself, but like be yourself, like be who you want to be and don't let outside influences dictate who you are. Just be your true authentic self because then the best part of you is going to be showing. Love that. Who's next, Tori? Yeah, I'll take, I mean, I'll double down in, in similar themes of what Sam and Tony has already said, but I like to say, don't be limited by other people's limited imagination right? Um, It always seems impossible until it's done, right? Um, I was told it wasn't possible many times um, and I was able to do it. And my hope is that, you know, there's not another 20 years, right? Before we see someone else in the middle. Um, But don't be limited by other people's constraints that they put in front of you or obstacles that, you know, perceived obstacles that people might put in front of you. Uh, It's only an obstacle if you believe it to be so, right? If you absorb it as such, but if you dismiss it and you find a way around it, it's no longer an obstacle. So anything is possible. Dream big, um, shoot for the moon, land on the stars, they say. um, And, you know, anything is possible. I hope, I can't even dream of what I hope the next group can do. You know, we have women, uh, the Brazilian women are working in a FIFA tournament at the Club World Cup. You know, I dreamt of that when I was a little girl and said, is that even, will that ever be possible? No way. And here it is. So anything is possible. Um, get out there and dream big and, and do big girls because it's possible. Wow. That, everything you all said was so inspiring. It's hard to add to that. Um, so I would say all of that, but also um, find people who can help you who can challenge your thinking, who can open up doors to avenues uh, to to get to where you want to go. And also 
sometimes you have to say no to something that looks really good because you want what's best. And, and so like learning how to have that discipline for the moment or a little bit longer duration than, than others think is reasonable or possible it needs to happen too, I think. Um, and that's, and that's hard when there's so many shiny things that look like they might have an answer to where you want to go to be able to say no to X, Y, and Z, because you know, you're supposed to be over at the other door. I think those are all, I would love to hear what you would say. Well, you know, I get asked this a lot and, um, I think when, you know, and when I sent that email to you ladies and, and I really said, you know, focusing on the positivity and celebrating, and of course, we've all had challenges along the way um, or, you know, times that, you know, you've had to maybe prove yourself a little extra or earn earn the right to be there, or sit at the table. Maybe you feel like a little bit more than than others, but ultimately, all I can really say is that you just, you just have to have the confidence. And sometimes that is so easy to say and not always to do. And I, you know, I've dealt with that in a couple of different avenues. I mean, one obviously being a female um, commentator for MLS and just feeling like, you know, I, I said all the right things on all the interviews I did. Well, my, my brain works as fast as that guy's brain. And I know the game as well as this guy does. So why can't I do this? It's soccer. It's the same, you know, men, women, the soccer, the game is exactly the same, but sometimes it's still when, when people are questioning you or people are throwing things at you and social media is a splendid thing <laughs> out there where people can just feel like they can say whatever they want and, you know, forget that you're a real person on the other end. So you're trying to, balance all that, but you really do. You have to just believe in yourself. You're there for a reason, have confidence in what you're doing, go about it. Like with a, you know, a, a kick, I, I say this all the time. Like you just got to go out there with some gusto and, and kick butt. You, you just have to. And it's sometimes you have to talk yourself into it. There are days and moments and times where you're just like, you know, you have to build yourself back up and surround yourself with awesomeness. That is so important. People that are going to pick you up and, um, you know, tell you when you need to be kicked in the butt, tell you when you need to fix something or you need to be better at something. You always want constructive criticism and whatever it might be that you're doing in life. But just surround yourself with really good people that are wanting the best for you and to and to build you up. And that's why I also say just building each other up as women, I think, is so important. And I've seen that a lot, especially in my industry with, you know, I think Shannon Spake is this phenomenal Fox Sports 1 NASCAR reporter. She does college. She does all these sports. She's like training for an Ironman and she's got, you know, like three or four kids. And somebody made some comment the other day on Twitter about her pants that she was wearing on the broadcast, you know, and then of course the comments are flying because she's got a lot of followers and people all had an opinion on the pants she was wearing. So finally she was like, just so you all know, the zipper on my dress broke 30 seconds before we were going on air and I had to do what I could to find what I could to throw it on. But I appreciate, you know, all your fashion advice. And so I think sometimes it is, it's just about building each other up and being confident in what you're doing and, Part of it, you just got to let stuff roll off your back. And I know I just, I ramble. I do that a lot. Um, but I just think it is. It's really about the confidence and just celebrating each other and celebrating people and women across all industries and building each other up and recognizing it. You know, I just, I, you know, little things. Like I tell my daughter every day when she goes to school, I'm like, make someone feel special today when she gets out of the car. 
you know, say, say something nice to somebody, just make somebody feel special today, make them smile. And I just think in our world, that's equally as important, even as adults. And I think sometimes we, we might forget that. So um, does anyone else have any last closing thoughts? Because I have appreciated all of your time immensely. And I love hearing the feedback and the, having the discussion and hearing everybody's different point of view. Yeah, Kendra, I just want to say thanks to you guys for taking a moment to celebrate this day, right? And not just that, but to have an official's voice, I think is also uh, really beautiful because we don't get recognized very much. Um, and I think the more we can humanize officials and let everybody know that we're human too, and um, we make mistakes. We don't want to make mistakes, but we do, you know? Uh, I think it was really a privilege to be on this panel and to get to know um, you ladies a little bit more. It really was an honor. So thanks so much to Minnesota United uh, for taking the time to celebrate the women in the league and within your game. Yeah, and I look forward to having you all back at Allianz Field at some point in some way, shape, or form. I don't know when that's going to be, and I, I don't have an answer for it. I mean, Tori I might see because she's got to be there, but everyone else, I don't I don't know exactly what, what the status is. But yes, International Women's Day is a phenomenal day just to celebrate accomplishments across all different walks of life. Um, and I appreciate all of you ladies for coming on today. And um, I look forward to seeing you in the, the near future, hopefully. Absolutely, likewise. Yes, thank you so much. This was wonderful. I really enjoyed it and, and feel the message is so powerful. So thank you for organizing this. Yeah, thanks, Kendra. What a great conversation and what a great group of, of women. Glad to be a part of it. Yes, thank you so much.